Hey there. Welcome back to Faith Field Woman. This is your host, Kristen. Today, we're going to talk about what does the Bible say about what it is we do in our day? Because I think too many of us are trying to fit too much into our schedules. We are cramming in days worth of living into a day, and we wonder why we're burned out, we're exhausted, we're overworked, and that we're not enjoying the fruit of our life. So I don't think that's how God intended for us to live, and that's what I want to talk about today. Hi, beautiful friend, and welcome to Faith Fueled Woman. I want to ask you, are you ready to accept the invitation we've been given to step into the adventure of pursuing God and what He has for us? I'm Kristen. I'm an encourager. I'm a Christian inspirational speaker, author, and podcaster. I help women grow in their faith, purpose, and business so they can have a lasting legacy and impact in their homes and in the world. If you want to partner with God and design your life to be less hurried, less stressed, be more excited and feel alive in your purpose and commitment to God and your family, this is the podcasting community for you. Grab your favorite beverage, your prayer journal, and your pen. And let's be encouraged. This is a shorter episode, but I will be having interviews starting back soon. I've had a couple of them already this week and I've recorded them. So look for those, but they are so good. Such great conversations. They are really going to inspire you and give you some new perspectives that I think will help out. Okay. So back to today's topic. I know I've talked about that we, there's, we should really have an intention to live a little slower that I think a lot of the times the reason we might feel overwhelmed or exhausted or just plain uninspired in life is because we're trying to cram in too much into a day. We aren't living at the pace of, you know, the natural world cycles. We aren't living at the pace that I think God intended for us to live. And while I have talked about this before, I had some new things that I wanted to share on the topic. And one of my interviews that I just had today reminded me of a few things related to this. So I wanted to come on and share them with you because I do think if we slowed down, if we invited less into our day and we understood that that's actually what feels good, you know, and that it feels peaceful, it feels calmer, it feels more joyful, that we would work to make our lives look like that instead of the way that so many of us are living. Okay, so I've mentioned the book before uh, called um, the, Elim- the Elimination of Hurry and it's by a pastor out on the West Coast. And the reason, I'm sorry, it's called The Ruthless Elimination of Hurry. And it's John Mark Comer, I believe, is the author. But what I love about that book is it's really his own decision and grappling to design his life and he and his family, designing their lives in a way that feels better and that honors the, you know, the Sabbath and just they end up making choices that allow them to feel more rested, more peaceful, more in tuned with the way I think God intended us to live. So it's a really good book. And he, he talks about general stuff, but he also talks about kind of their experience going from a bigger church that he drove to, to moving to a church where he could basically walk or ride his bike to, you know, it was part of the community uh, honoring or observing the Sabbath as far as, you know, um, slowing down and kind of pausing life and all the normal things you might do instead of instead spending time reading and 
connecting as a family and connecting and spending time and worship. And so it's a beautiful book if you haven't read it and that interests you. But I wanted to share a couple things in scripture that kind of point us to this idea of we don't have to do so much in one day. You know, it's, I think it's culture and society are modeling this this pattern for us. They're modeling that we should work, work, work and go, go, go. And then we wonder why we're exhausted and our soul feels tapped out. So the first thing um, that's said in scripture is Psalm 127.2 says, it is useless for you to work so hard from early morning until late at night, anxiously working for food to eat, for God gives rest to his loved ones. Friends, we much must watch out for greed. So while I don't think it's necessarily about greed, but I think we live in a culture, especially in the U.S., that for a long time, you know, many, many decades has pushed, you know, work harder and you'll achieve more. You'll get the bigger house and the better car and more money and more retirement money. But the question is, is that vision they sold us, does it actually align with what we might want and what God is saying that we we actually need? And the answer is it's really not. And this isn't about saying don't want, you know, don't, you can want a different house. You can, you know, want to make money so that one, uh, you're able to do the things you're dreaming of doing so that you're able to give generously. Those are good things, but it's not to do it to the detriment of exhausting us. It's not to do it to the detriment of not enjoying life and, you know, having time for connection and fellowship and service and those sort of things. And then um, a very popular uh, scripture that I'm sure you've heard is Matthew 6, 34, or 6, 34, that, which says, therefore, do not be anxious about tomorrow for tomorrow will be anxious for itself. Sufficient for the day is its own trouble. So once again, we're not supposed to be so worried about our to-do list for tomorrow and next week and next month, or worried about our troubles that might move into tomorrow because we just have to be present now in the present moment and how we're showing up in the world. Okay. And then another one is in Proverbs, it's 23, four, which says, don't wear yourself out trying to get rich. Be wise enough to know when to quit in the blink of an eye, wealth disappears for it will sprout wings and fly away like an eagle. Once again, this is sort of the idea that, you know, you can't take your worldly possessions or your possessions in general, or your money with you, right? After this this uh, life on earth. And so, you know, the point is, is that's not what we're supposed to be building up, right? And, uh, you know, it's just a good reminder, I think. And then two other ones that I noted that I thought were worth talking about is, it's Colossians 3.23, and it's, whatever you do, work at it wholeheartedly as though you are doing it for the Lord and not merely for people. So the idea is, yes, we should do our work to the best of our abilities. We should take pride in ownership and craftsmanship in doing the work we do. We should do our best work and we should do it truly uh, joyfully. And so that's what he's talking about. And there's the story of the shoemaker. Uh, and I can't remember the exact story, but it's basically that God cared more about the good, the quality craftsmanship and the love and care that went into those shoes more than putting a little cross on it, right? That person took pride and put love into their product. They put a love into the process, you know, and it was 
I mean, remember, God is our, the ultimate creator. He's the ultimate craftsman, if you will. And so when we do amazing work in our lives, that is a reflection of God, you know, of the divine in us or through us. So I think that's, you know, it's so good and so important to remember. Yes, we should work. We should take pride. Or when I say pride, I don't mean to be prideful. I mean, to, like I said, take ownership and to want to do a good job, right? Wholeheartedly work on that effort. And the last one I wanted to share with you is Ecclesiastes 3.12, which says, so I concluded there's nothing better than to be happy and enjoy ourselves as long as we can. And people should eat and drink and enjoy the fruits of their labor. For these are gifts from God. Now, surely that's not saying like, oh, we should just relax and chill and we should just eat and drink and have fun all the time, you know, like and do nothing of purpose. No, but it's that when we work, um, you know, wholeheartedly and we do it for the Lord, when we put our effort forth, then there is a time to relax, a time to connect, a, a time to gather, you know, around the table to enjoy the food that's come from the earth. And so, you know, I think that's the point is our days aren't meant to be booked from the crack of dawn until, you know, midnight. There's meant to be space throughout the day and space in the evening for rest and reflection and prayer and connection. And so if your days don't look like that, it might be time to do, to take inventory, to assess your schedule, to assess what are your trials your true priorities, what are your true values? And then where is the disconnect? Where might you need to make a change in your life or in your schedule? Or maybe you need to say no to some things that are literally just wearing you out, but but you're not getting much back from them. You know, there's always some things, some obligations there's going to be a time and place for. There's going to be other times where maybe we have too many other things on our plate and there's not time for rest or reflection or connecting as a family or connecting with our spouse, you know, or connecting with God. So we need to really check in with ourselves regularly and look at what we're spending our time on. And I can tell you this, as I've continued to uh, iterate my life, as I've continued to refocus and navigate what I do for a living as I continue to change that, I find that as I have more space in my schedule that make me feel more relaxed, that allow more time to pray or to read scripture or to do devotionals, allow me more time to serve my family or my neighborhood, that allow me more time to be outside in, in, in nature or to work on the garden or anything else that I want to explore that I feel like is expanding me, that's helping me understand, uh, you know, the cycles in nature, like gardening or, uh, you know, the seasons, it just observing, paying more attention. But if I didn't have gaps in my schedule, if I didn't begin to design my week, my month, my days, so there was more space, then there's things I'm doing now that I wouldn't have time to fit in and I wouldn't even notice you know, so we have to be intentional with our time. And I think sometimes we think we don't have control over our schedules to some extent. We think, well, I have to work and I have to take the kids to T-ball and I have to do this. Well, yes, some of that's true, right? We have to pay the bills and whatnot. But often there's creative ways to 
you know, maybe share taking the kids to something like, you know, do carpool or maybe you can have a flexible day, you know, afternoon, one day a week, you know, in the, from the office, or maybe you're doing too much serving at church or community service, and it's not allowing you time with your spouse or with your kids. So it's not that it could even be good things. It could be all great things, but if it's too much of it, it can still not be serving you. It cannot be serving you to show up as you, the best person that you can be in your life. And so I would just say to you, think about that and see where might you need to make a, a shift or a pivot so that your life feels like it's at a pace that you can maintain so that it feels like it's at a pace that you're, you feel content. You feel peace. You feel the fruits of the spirit, right? Joyful. And, um, you feel like a calmness about you. And I can tell you, I can tell a difference when I have more space in my schedule and I don't go back to back to back on calls or meetings or anything else I'm doing. I allow myself a lot more open space in my schedule. So that's it for today. I just wanted to come on and share that with you. I'm hoping by next week to start releasing at least one podcast interview a week. So until next time, have a great day. Thanks again for listening. And if you would like to be encouraged and lifted up, I have a seven day encouragement challenge. If you'd like to sign up, go to faithfueledwoman.com and just enter your email address and you will be sent seven days of Christian encouragement and inspiration to your inbox. Thanks again for listening to Faith Fueled Woman. If you enjoyed the show, we would love it if you would share it with a friend. And if you would leave us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts because it helps us get discovered by more people to spread more hope in the world. Thanks again for listening in.